So Domagala will come out for the kickoff. Argo's moving right to left. He kicks like a spaceship that spun like a, I don't know what, a frisbee down to the five-yard line. Hadel will pick it up and take it out to the 17. So an ugly kickoff that went between the two backs. Little miscommunication. That could have been dangerous, a low kickoff between the hash marks. But Hamlin gets a bit lucky. Argos take over deep in their own territory. Unfortunately, he didn't catch out on the fly because he would have had a much better return on that play. So the Argos offensive line from left to right, Phil Blake, Gregor McKellar, Justin Lawrence, Darius Bladek, and Dejon Allen. We'll get to the receivers as we go. Tavares Daniels and Tavate Coates, will go wide to the left. Brandon Banks. Ajulet, the running back, comes to the near side, along with Curly Gittins Jr. and Marquis Vambles. And they will run the ball on first down. Olette is hit in the backfield, but will fall forward for three yards out to the 19. I'd like to see them hit the middle of the field a little bit more, too. Mack on those crossing routes. That's where he seems to be effective, and that's where Hamilton has had some problems this season. Well, I think they're trying to... They, they might have not given up on the running game, so we'll see what happens. Juwan Breskison comes in for Coxey. He'll line up on the near side. Three in a bunch formation to the near side. Ball at the 20-yard line. Back to pass, Bethel Thompson. Three-man rush. He'll get it over the middle. It's tipped. He was looking for Gittins on the cross, but a nice play as Cameron Kelly went up looking like he was trying to rebound it. Got it at its high point and forces the incompletion. And Haggerty will come out to punt, and he had a very effective first half as he averaged 51.8 yards. We'll see how strong the wind is on this punt. And he'll get it away. And it's one of those Aussie end-over-end things that takes a bounce at the 35, 25, 20, 15, all the way back to the 10 goes Poppy White. He gets hit at the 11-yard line. Oh, you talk about flipping the field. Haggerty just hit it there. That is the Argo bounce with personified run that kick right there. Amazing job over his head, ending bouncing end over end. Hard to, hard to pick up when you're chasing it. So that was at the 19-yard line. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. That was about an 85-yard punt. That'll help the average. Yes, it will. At the 13-yard line is where the Ticats will put it in play. We'll get you the official yardage as soon as it's posted. First down and 10. No tight ends. Three receivers near side, and the Argos bring pressure, and they get the Jackson in the backfield, but he slides off two tackles. And it's going to be Mechie taking him down across the 30 to the 31. Yikes. Sean Thomas Erlington with the run. A little bit of sloppy tackling there. He could have been brought down much earlier. Well, it was Jackson, so it was that Erlington. They've got both in there. And it was Erlington on the cross. Good balance. So the Argos do bring pressure. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> Good call against it. Now they'll mark it at the 32-yard line. Ticats in their road black or home blacks, black helmet, gold pants, gold numbers. Argos in white with light blue pants, dark blue helmet. Back to pass. Under some pressure. They get to him. The ball comes out funny as he got hit, Newman did, as Shane Ray just blew by his man and blew in 
to Jamie Newman, hit him hard. It's second down and ten. This is how that pressure is, is going to affect him. They got in his face. And play worked. Second and ten from the 32. Shane Ray had two sacks last week against the Ticats. He finally seems healthy and happy and looking like the guy who was the first-round draft pick of the Denver Broncos. Player of the year defensively in the SEC when he was at Missouri. Best conference in football. Second down and 10 from the 32. Jackson stands to the right of Newman. Three receivers to the near side. Two to the boundary with the ball on the right hash mark. Low snap comes out. Newman throws. Has Tim Kelly gets drilled at the 39-yard line by Tarveris McFadden. And that is going to be a third down in a punting situation, perhaps. They're marking it at the 40, and out comes the punt unit. I'm a little curious whether two yards, they seem to be running well, and they're kicking into the wind. This may be a time to fake or try to draw them offside with a hard count. Probably uh, drawing them offside, I think. We'll see. Jeremiah Hadel in his first game with the Argos, back at his own 31. The Texas State product last round last cut round of cuts i guess by the rams last year an overload on the near side again argos blocked one in the first game this season against hamilton they're trying to draw them they snap it late it's a high snap but no pressure and dama gallo whiffed it'll hit at the 40 and take a great bounce and hadel's going to get a hand on it. it's going to go out at the 29 yard line not pretty but effective for the tie cats Argos have it at their own 29. It's 8-8, 11 minutes remaining in the third quarter. It's Argos football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan and Bob Bronk with you here at Tim Hortons Field. 11-12 remaining here in the third quarter. 8-8 at a rainy Tim Hortons Field. See what the Argos can do here, taking over at their own 29. Seems to be a pattern this year, being tied at halftime. Team <laughs> yesterday as well. The kickoff officially by Hager, sorry, the punt officially by Haggerty, 83 yards. The longest punt, Zen and Andrecision, 108. Joe Kroll, Dave Mann at 102, Dean Dorsey at 101. So not really that close to the record, believe it or not. Andrew Sissions was in Toronto against Edmonton. The ball hit and just rolled and rolled and rolled. Your old teammate, the big Z, the big toe. Ball at the 29-yard line. Argos moving from left to right wearing the road whites. Bethel Thompson gets rid of it. Far side out of the numbers. He's got Coatsy to the 34. And he'll be brought down. They'll give him the 33, so no forward progress. It'll be second and six. Quick three-step drop. You know, that, that I think they should be doing more of that and, and perhaps running some more tempo just to keep the, the defense off, you know, honest and not unable to do more stunts. Ball on the left hash mark. Coxey and Ambles will go out wide to the left. The other three come to the near side with Banks at the Z spot. Ambles goes in motion from left to right. Back to pass. Bethel Thompson over the middle. Has a man to the 40 to the 43. Tavares Daniels will get the first down. The mark of the 41. And that will move the chains as the Argos move it with 10-18 left in a tie game. Third quarter. And they're in tempo offense. I love this, especially with the win. Ball at the 41-yard line. 
Bethel Thompson gets a call in from Dinwiddie and wants to change things up, and there's an injured tie cap. So that's why there was a delay. Hopefully nothing too serious. It'd be tough to cramp up on a day like this, but that's what it looks like. And hopefully that's all it is. It's Hauser who is down. Julian Hauser, who has been, I hate saying this, because when you say this, usually this is what happened. Just one tackle last week. He was pretty quiet. And while they tend to him, we'll take the timeout. 8-8, 10-02 remaining in the third quarter. See Argos and Ticats on TSN 1050. Argos and Ticats, 10 minutes and 2 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Hauser walked off on his own, limping. The good thing for the Ticats is they dress nine defensive linemen. Malik Carney comes in to play the end. He was the starter last week against the Argos, who will take over. Continuing this drive after the completion to Devaris Daniels. It's a first and 10 at their own 41-yard line. Argos moving left to right. Here with a little bit of a win behind them in the third quarter. I don't know how much these teams are going to be hampered with the wind kind of not as strong as it was because both Beatty and Small have very strong legs. Yes, they do. First down at the 41, right hash mark. Empty backfield, although Ouellette is now Ouellette is now going to come back in. And play action to him. They roll out. They dump it off to Ambles. 40 to the 43 for a couple. They really like that play to Ambles, and I think Ambles just took a misconduct penalty for chirping. That's not smart. But the Argos bench is clapping. Is this against the Ticats? This will be interesting. Steve. Player misconduct foul. 10-yard penalty on Hamilton number 11. Wow. That's on Kelly. First down. He's the Sam linebacker. I don't know if he said the magic word or what happened. It looked like they were jawing. Face mask, so some of the players were looking like it was a face mask penalty. Oh, he kind of got up in them. Okay. So, Argos will take it. They're almost at midfield now. They're at their own 53-yard line with 944 left in the third. 8-8, our score, Labor Day Classic. Argos up by four points over the Ticats with a game in hand. They have a bunch plus to the near side, and that's going to be dumped over the middle to Olette who somehow makes the catch and gains two yards on one of the ugliest plays we've seen the Argos run from design to execution. So they played a tight end on the right side and threw a screen there, but the defensive end didn't buy it at all. But Olette made an acrobatic move just catching that ball. It was almost like a lob pass over Micah Johnson into, into a bunch of jerseys. But Olette turns a potential disaster into two yards at second and eight from midfield. Ball on the right hash mark. Argos moving left to right in their road whites with the light blue pants, dark blue helmets. Blitz. Flag down. Bethel Thompson gets rid of it over the middle. It is tipped and almost caught by Devaris Daniels. Somebody moved here. Was it offside on the receiver? Or did the blitz get there a little early? Hamilton's offside. Hamilton, number 26. Five-yard penalty. Repeat second So down. they brought Cariel Brooks from depth. And yes, a little offside. Well, penalties are helping him on this drive, that's for sure. Ooh, Argo's got a break. Argo's got a break. 
second down and three from the Hamilton 50. Ball on the right hash mark. Three receivers to the near side, two up top. Olette goes out as well. And threw it behind the receiver. It was an in route. Coxey came in. There was some pressure. Mack got hit as he threw it. And who's going to come out? It'll be the punter, Haggerty, as the Argos try to flip field position here. Notice a little bit of a slip trying to react to the ball. I don't know how, how slippery the field is. Coxey ran it in. Well behind him. There was tight coverage on the play as well from Rodney Randall Jr. So the Aussie Haggerty will aim for the corner. He leads the league, if memory holds true, getting balls inside the 10. This is a high one. It's not going to go that far, or will it? It will hit it. It will be caught at the 8. As for some reason, White caught it, and he's going to be brought down at the 2-yard. It was actually, is that a delicate back there? And a flag comes out at the end of the play. There's a whole lot of weirdness on that play. And we'll see what the penalty is. It was post-possession. It was post-play. As the ball was returned to the 14-yard line. Mr. Foxcroft, what did we miss? Post-play, player misconduct foul, Toronto, number double zero. Isaiah Wright, the receiver. We'll take the timeout, 8.05-8.8. We're in the third quarter. It's the Labor Day Classic on TSN 10.50. Waiting for an update. 8-8 eight eight is our score. 8.05 left in the third quarter. Ticats after the penalty against Isaiah Wright instead of being pinned deep in their own zone. will take over at the Hamilton 30. Moving into a bit of a breeze here. Isaiah Wright just gets back into the lineup and takes the misconduct penalty. That's not how to warm up to the coaching staff. Not on Labor Day. Yeah. Although that boys will be boys on Labor Day. It happens. First down from their own 30-yard line. Three receivers come to the near side. Ticats moving right to left. The ball's on the left hash mark. Newman's going to swing it out to the right, the wide side of the field. That might be a loose ball. He was looking for Jackson. That's a lateral. Jackson's going to fall on it at the 17-yard line, and they're now going to rule it an incomplete pass. Oh, boy, that was close to being a lateral. You may want to have an Argo take a knee at this time to let the guys upstairs take another look yeah, at this. The command center might overrule this you as well. Take a look here. The officials are talking about it. No, that wasn't a lateral. That's an incomplete pass. It was right on the line, in my view. Anyway, you may differ. But that fluttered when it came out of his hand. Yep, that's the right call. Second down and ten. I don't know if that slipped out of his hand, if it was wet, but that came out like a duck. Second down and 10 from the 30. Still over on the left hash mark. Four receivers now go to the right side. Newman, back to pass, four-man rush. Goes to the far side of the hash mark, and Enoch Mwamba just made a remarkable open field tackle against Tim White after a gain of six. Third down and four. That ain't easy. Very good defensive play. Two and out again, or not two and out, but thanks to the penalty, two and out. Argos will get the field, hopefully get the ball in a fairly good position to score. Somehow Mike Domigal is averaging 47.4 a punt when two of them have been shanks and have taken a tie cap bounce. 
Hadel, the newcomer, stands at his own 37-yard line. Argos balanced on the line of scrimmage. They snap it with two seconds on the 22nd clock. Better kick this time from Domagala. Chases Hadel back to his own 25. He'll get through the first wave to the 30, but brought down at the 31-yard line. Argos will take over there in an 8-8 tie with six and a half minutes remaining here in the third quarter. Bethel Thompson coming out, 14 of 23 for 175 yards. Slow going here in quarter number three. It was 8-1 for the Argos after the first quarter. They scored on their second drive of the game. All Hamilton has in terms of big points is a 66-yard pick six from Jamal Wool. Argos at their own 31-yard line, first and 10. Breskison comes in motion to give the Argos three receivers on the right side. Empty backfield, four-man rush. They go out to Olette in the flat to the 35. He'll dive forward to the 38-yard line. It'll be a gain of seven. Argos are still using their short game with the wind on their back. You, you're the former fullback, 34. <laughs> you love that. You're salivating. Most Davis wouldn't give you those, would he? Well, the occasional screenplay. The center screen. The Bronx center screen. The patented second and we'll call it three from the Argo 38. Ball over on the left hash mark now. Ambles lines up as a tight end then gets off the line of scrimmage. Five-man rush. Man wide open on the near side. Olette 40, 45, 50. Cuts back in. Hurdles the man with a flag down to midfield. Is this going to be a hold? If it is... The hold came after the first down. So this should be a first down Toronto and then back it up 10. It should be. What's the call, Mr. Foxcroft? It came well after the first down. After yards are gained, there. holding number Hamilton, or sorry, holding Toronto, number 86. So Tomate Coatsy gets the penalty. It is a first down after the penalty. They'll mark it back 10 from the spot of the hold. So nonetheless, the Argos have life offensively in an 8-8 tie in the third quarter. Five and a half minutes remaining. They'll take it over to their own 40. Coatsy got his hands on the pick six. Couldn't haul it in. Ball on the right hash mark. Four receivers to the right. Or to the left, rather, with the ball on the right hash mark. Back to pass Bethel Thompson. Three-man rush this time. Same play to Olette. 45-50. Midfield. Sutter step. 50. And the bowling ball takes it inside the 50 to the 48-yard line. Full backs wearing number 34 live, don't they, Bob Braun? Yes, they do. And did you see the athleticism on that previous play where he jumped over the guy? Nice I, to see big guys doing that. I know he's a running back, but he looks like a fullback. He does. Chad Cacker. Same Look, thing. Looked like a fullback. Did you see him run out of bounds or over somebody? Yeah. He ran over somebody. You don't run out of bounds. He had a nice juke on that play, though. Bethel Thompson over the middle again. He's got Ambles inside the 45 to the 43. It was first down from the 48, so they'll get about five yards here. In field goal range, certainly, with four and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter. Dan Adababoye comes in. Olette getting a breather. Adababoye, 15th overall pick by the Argos. Boy, were they happy he was still on the board. Toronto Northern, went down to a prep school in Pennsylvania, then to Bryant University, and he'll be the lone tailback 
or lone running back with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Back to pass. McLeod slipped, got rid of the ball, has a man to the 30, to the 25-yard line. It is caught by Coatsy, and it's going to be a first down at about the 27-yard line. I can't believe Mack didn't slip as he went back and tried to plant on the Tiger Cat logo in the middle of the field. Well, sometimes the paint on there is so thick that you'd actually you'd get, you have a better grip. But these are the kind of passes I would like to see earlier is the, is the 10 to 15-yard passes. The crossing routes, like yes, we're on the same. Yeah. But sometimes you have to set that up by doing something earlier in the game. Ball at the 28-yard line. Bethel Thompson, quick hitter over the middle, has his man down to the 16-yard line. And Daniels gets up and keeps running, but they're going to move him or rule him down by contact at the 15. It'll be a gain of 12 on an Argo first down. They'll mark it at the 16, so a gain of 11. McLeod Bethel Thompson in Temple. It's a beautiful thing. They'll huddle up this time. Adaboboye remains in the game. Three receivers, Banks and Gittins. And Ambles will go to the left. Back to pass. Bethel Thompson going to the middle of the field of the end zone. Incomplete. He was looking for Daniels. Overthrown by a bit again. They were going after Leonard. It'll be second and ten. Yep. Hamilton came with a blitz that and he had to get that ball off a little faster than he might have wanted to. Olette comes back in for out of Aboye. Second down and 10. They're in the red zone. Argo's red zone productivity has improved steadily. Still not great at 37-9, but they were under 30% earlier in the season. They've got it second down at the 16-yard line. They need 10. Back to pass. Bethel Thompson has the man on the end route. It's knocked away at the last second. Brandon Banks was the intended receiver on a post. It was knocked away, and out comes the field goal unit. Unfortunately, number 34 was open in that play, too, if you had seen him. A.J. Olat? Yes. You just, you're not even going to give names now. It's just I wore number 34, 34 with the Argos. <laughs> That's my jersey. I want it back. Bob Brock joining us here in the booth today for Nate. Grey Cup champion. This will be from 23 and a half just inside the left hash mark. Snap and hold are good. Kick is up. And it is a BD3. So with two minutes remaining here in the first or in the third quarter, it's 11-8 for the Argos. We'll take the time out. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. TSN 1050. You're saying on the break you picked something up about what the Argos have done to adjust to the first half. Well, I noticed in the first half that a lot of times when the receivers were all covered, he had no outlet. McLeod had no outlet uh, person to throw to. In the second half, it looks like they, what the running backs are doing is what we used to call check blitz. So if their linebacker they were assigned to block didn't blitz or an offensive lineman didn't need a hand, you'd, you'd run, run out and do an outlet pass, which would give would help McLeod if everyone's covered downfield just to throw it out to them. And generally speaking, because you're in there looking like you're blocking, a linebacker will draw back and not cover you. So that's been working, as you see, um, quite a few times where that has gotten passes, just running out of flare pass and outlet pass. And Olette today has five catches 
for 70 yards. So he might not get 100 on the ground, but he might get it through the air. Well, it's, it really helps with the quarterback when you have an outlet guy. 11-8 Argos inside two minutes remaining here in quarter number three. Ticats moving from right to left. They take out over the 40, and now Newman's going to run and take it out to about the 45, and Jamal Peters is in there ripping, trying to get it out. Good gang tackle on that. So the rule is the first guy holds that was, Sorry, that was actually Jalen Morton in, the backup quarter. The backup quarterback to the backup quarterback to the backup quarterback. Say that again? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think I can. He got four. That's interesting. So with Jamie Newman not moving the ball, they go to QB4, second-year player out of Prairie View A&M. He's also big at 6'3", 237, and he hasn't thrown a pass this year for the Ticats. He's been their short yardage guy three times. He'll drop back here. He's going to look over the middle. Ball comes out. It was knocked loose, and the Argos may have it. Sean Oakman tried to get it, but they're going to rule it incomplete. Oh, boy, that would have been big. Oh, boy, Wint McManus picked it up eventually. He had forward motion on his arm. That's what they're going to rule. So it'll set up a third down as the Argos defense forces a two and out. And let's take a look here, Bob. Ooh, that could be a fumble. Did it? I'm that not was sure Robbie was Smith in there. That's a fumble. Robbie Smith fumble. knocked it out it of his hand. A, it was a fumble. It was a fumble. No oh, challenge. boy. No challenge flag. But the, but the uh, well, it wasn't uh, an immediate recovery, but that may have affected ball placement. Nonetheless, on this third down, the Ticats will punt. Domagala will get it away. High, wobbler, coming down. Hadel will take it. 27-yard line out to the 30, met by a boatload of Ticats. So Robbie Smith came in off the edge. Now we get pushing and shoving again. And it's Me- uh, Mechie in the middle of it. 33 seconds remaining here. Robbie Smith came off the edge. He punched that ball out of his hands. And the officials didn't pick up on that. Or one official came in with the early whistle. That's tough. There, it definitely was not forward motion. And McManus came up with the football, but it wasn't an immediate recovery. So... It should have been ruled a fumble, which would have been about seven yards back. But, grand scheme of things, Argos have the football at their own 29-yard line. 8-8 tie, inside 30 seconds remaining. And it will be Olette powering his way across the 35 to the 36. A gain of seven with 17 seconds left in the third. I think he went to the Andrew Harris School of uh, running backs. (laughs) Had to get the Winnipeg grounds in there, didn't you? Winnipeg native, Mr. Bronk. Ball at the 36, they need three. And they will give it to Olette again up the middle. Didn't get it. Spins off. Didn't get it. It'll be close, though, on the final play. So if the Argos are going to punt, it would be into the wind, but it looks like the wind has virtually died as, well, maybe not. When are they going to mark this? They're going to say it's quarter time. They'll need two yards on third down. So we'll figure out what Coach Dinwiddie will do when we come back. 11-8 Argos through 45 minutes. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.